Hello, and welcome to another episode of Beauty of Birth Podcast. Today, I'm here with Megan. So, uh, tell us a little bit about your family. Sure. Um, I'm Meg, or Megan. Um, I have been married for eight years to John. We have three kids. Chester's almost seven, NASA's four, and Cosmo just turned one. Um, John and I run a business together. Um, We live in Elmira. Yeah. (laughs) What's your business? We make wedding videos. Nice. We love it. That's really cool. How long have you done that? Oh, um, John started uh, basically the year we got married. And then we started our business in 2017. Okay. So, a little while. I've been doing this, yeah, I guess for, what's that, six years? Yeah. Yeah. How old are you? 29. Okay, so you got married when? 21. You were 21, okay. Yeah, and then we got pregnant with our first, like, right away. Oh, you did? Yeah, three months. (laughs) Yeah, so that was wild, but not our plan, but the best change, so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that feels like forever ago. (laughs) (laughs) Because we've been married, we'll be eight years in May, so. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it's cool. So, uh, how was your pregnancy with your first... So you said that you were not planning to Yeah, so have a child. I thought I was doing like natural family planning, but I didn't know like well, I was misinformed basically. And oh, like no. I yeah, it was really frustrating. Um oh, no. basically I was taking my temperature every day and then it was like the rhythm method, um, which is not super great. I I learned now. Um but I had been we had been traveling, we went to China. And because like we were in a different time zone, my temperatures got like off and it oh, said no. it was like, it was a clear day and then I got pregnant. Okay. Um, so yeah, it was wild. Um, <laughs> so here we are like three months married in a tiny little apartment, like, and we both like, were so shocked that we were pregnant. I cried for like three days straight. I felt, like, I, I felt so horrible because it just was mm-hmm. not our plan. We, I was in school, like we had so many other things going on how long were you planning to wait we said five years at least oh really yeah and like so for three months. and I was not a person that like dreamt of being a mom like okay it was like five years if we have kids okay so <laughs> it was a massive change of plans yeah that is um and like yeah I sobbed for a few days we like met with our like mentors and pastors and like yeah finally like after a few days we like came around and we're feeling good about it um and like it was a pretty smooth pregnancy thankfully I was in college and I like didn't tell anyone that I was in school with until I was 25 weeks (laughs) I just kept it a secret because I just didn't want to talk about it um like my friends and family knew but (laughs) nobody at school um and like I was a little bit sick at the beginning but nothing bad. Okay. Um, Did you throw up or you just felt sick? I threw up once. Okay. So yeah. And it was like the day of like the eight or ten week ultrasound. And I okay. had drank so much water that I puked in the bushes because oh. the water made me sick. Yeah. Um, but that was the only time. Um, and I'm like very fatigued when I'm pregnant. So I just sleep all the time. Yeah. It's so nice with your first you can just sleep all the time. Like um I mean I guess you were in college. I was in college stuff, and so. working almost full time. Oh, okay. So not as much, but I couldn't sleep. But 
now it seems like I could have slept so much, right? Like, now that I have three kids. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, yeah, um, my pregnancy was smooth. Really very little to complain about. Um, what were you with? Like, doctors or midwives? I or? chose midwives. Okay. Um, yeah, which I'm grateful I chose that route right off the bat. I kind of, I wanted, I definitely knew I wanted, like, an unmedicated birth. Um, and we toyed with the idea and like chatted with the midwives and stuff about home or hospital. Okay. And we had decided we wanted a home birth. Um, yeah. So midwives were the only option for that. Um, Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's no, yeah. So now I realize there's more options. Well, you could do midwife or no midwife, but at the time I chose midwife. Yeah. 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 Anything else? There, honestly, there's very little to report about my first pregnancy. I like found out I was pregnant because I went to eat a Delicio pizza and it was too spicy for me. And I like love spice. We had just been in China and I ate like okay. the spiciest things. But I was crying from a Delicio pizza because it was That's too spicy. So and John and I looked at each other we're like, oh no. <laughs> and I took a pregnancy what? test the next day and was pregnant. Um, That's so funny. So I couldn't handle spice that whole pregnancy, which was really annoying. Yeah, um, and especially if you love spicy stuff. Yeah, and our son still doesn't like spice. Oh, it's crazy. That is weird. So, yeah, <laughs> it's weird. We found yeah. out um, his gender. Oh, um, you did? Okay. Yeah, I opted in for any ultrasounds or any tests that they did. Um, so we found out he was a boy. Yeah, when did I you was tell people? Weeks. We did. Um, and we had him named, but then we decided we didn't like his name oh, when I was, like, 30 weeks pregnant. Um, so we quick changed his name, <laughs> um, which was hilarious because we always knew this name. And then we just yeah, changed that is our mind, funny. like, towards the end. Um, and I'm glad we did. I like his name better now. Um, nice. Yeah. It was great. It was pretty smooth. Okay. Mm-hmm. So how was your uh, labor this time? So, yeah, I guess the other thing to report is that um, when I... Right around when I was like 27 weeks, I started having like really consistent like pre-labor contractions. So, uh, or Braxton Hicks or whatever you want to call them. So there were a few times that I would like go into what felt like labor and I'd have like timeable contractions and they would last like eight hours. Okay. And like they would be every two to three minutes lasting 30 seconds, like for eight hours, like yeah, that's labor. You, yeah. So I would call my midwives and they'd be like, oh, okay, well, like, do you have any other signs of labor? And uh, there weren't any. So they're like, okay, well, see if it goes away. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> see if oh, it goes no. away. Like, I'm 30 weeks. Like, this would not be good. Um, and that happened a bunch of times. Okay. So by the end, I, like, basically was every day having these pre-labor contractions. Like, they would start when I got up in the morning and they would continue till I went to bed. Um, so I didn't really realize I was in labor, I guess. Um, so you would say that is labor going like, well, it's kind of all labor. Yeah. Because like now looking back, they were not that different from my real labor contractions. So, um, were they painful at all or just annoying? Yeah. yeah. There were were times they were painful. Okay. Nothing like not... So, like, fast forward, my third birth was way by far my most intense birth. Right. And they weren't painful like that, but they okay. were really intense. Okay. And it was, like, okay. a serious workout. 
Like, I would be so exhausted. That's annoying. And it happened, like, every day for months. <laughs> like, no, you're joking. How? Yeah. That's so, crazy. Um, I don't think I've ever heard that before, actually. That, that I've heard, like, more false but not, like, so much. Yeah. And it was, like, it was a lot. And I didn't feel really, like, I, I started just dismissing it. Like, oh, yeah, I don't know if this is labor. Like, we'll see. <laughs> if a baby comes out of me, then it's labor. <laughs> like, that's kind of how we approached it. Um, so then the day that I ended up having my son, I like got up in the morning and I went to work and my contraction started at 10 AM. Like they do, um, partway through the work day though, they were like so intense. So I was like, Hey, can I go home? Um, which I had done other times because it was like that intense and I went home and I took a nap and they eased off. So I was like, great, this isn't labor. Oh wow. Another day. Another day of labor. So I like got ready and I went out for dinner with a group of friends and I like had would check in and like time my contractions and just be like, okay, like the app says go to the hospital. Like, and I'm like, I'm not going to the hospital. My midwives told me don't even call them unless there's other signs of labor. That's so funny. So crazy. Yeah. So at that point I was out for dinner with friends. I get like breathless talking about it because I can picture the contractions again. Like how annoying was that all the time I like would have to pause and breathe sometimes like yeah lean back like give my How belly so do much stuff? more space <laughs> honestly like I, it sounds so intense it was like the best practice for labor okay. I could possibly ask for because I just knew how to handle these contractions it's true like it, it yeah it was like I just did a massive workout every day oh my gosh <laughs> girl exhausting. um yeah it was crazy so then yeah I was out for dinner with my friends um and we had just finished our meal. We got the Cambridge meal. Um, and I like got up to go use the washroom. And when I was on my way back to the table, I felt a pop up in my like upper abdomen. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> and I went like running back towards the bathroom as fast as I could. And my water broke all over the floor as oh I ran. <laughs> It was like a true movie moment. Yes, and because I was like, like, oh my God. You feel like, oh, what if this happens? But then I. F- feel like it never happens that I'm out somewhere like that anything happens no that and like so often labor does not start with water breaking like yeah that's, that's a movie thing it's not like a yeah. real life thing very often so I was totally caught off guard I was 36 weeks and three days at that point oh. so it was early oh um and yeah. I was like shoot that's outside of my midwife's threshold yep. for um, but I think it's 37 birth. weeks, right? Yep. They say 37 oh, weeks. Just a little bit more. I had had my baby shower like the day before. Um, we weren't ready. Like oh, I was no. planning on getting ready in the yeah. final like two or three weeks because yeah. whatever they say, first time moms go into labor later. Like, so I was planning for that. So I like ran to the, um, <laughs> to the bathroom and I like had to text my friends um that were at the table to be like can you come help me um and actually one of our friends mutual friends was there um Amberly was there she probably she she wasn't answering her phone and I was like come help me um so my water had broken all over the floor and I lost some of my mucus plug so I was like okay this is labor yeah um so anyways I like called my midwives from the bathroom and I was well I called my husband first I was like my water just broke and we only have one car he was stuck at work. I was going to oh, pick no. him up later. Um, <laughs> so he's like, okay, I'll find a way home. I'll meet you at home. And I was like, great. <laughs> sounds good. So I called my midwives and they were like, okay, well, like, 
you have to come to the hospital. And I was like, okay, I have to go home first and pick up some stuff and grab my husband. So, um, I don't even know how, oh yeah, I guess my friend, one of my friends, um, drove my car home with me in it. Okay. Um, because at that point my like labor picked up. I went out to the table and was like, guys, I'm going to have a baby. I have to go now. <laughs> um, and I wasn't panicked. It was like kind of chill. I had like an excited, but like relaxed energy. I was not afraid of birth at all. Oh, nice. So we just like... Especially after all your contractions. Yeah, I was like, oh, I can do this. And like, I had watched a lot of dogs give birth because my mom (laughs) is a dog breeder. And I was like, dogs do it? I can do it. (laughs) Like, I just won't let my brain get in the way. Um, So I was just like, guys, I got to go. And my friend drove me home and she was like, I drove the fastest I've ever driven in my life. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like in intense labor Mm. and I got back to my house like my condo and I puked three times like there okay um which like apparently is a sign of transition um I had just eaten a massive amazing meal too oh oh, that's so sad (laughs) it's really sad (laughs) um yeah so I like got changed I we had a doula um for my first birth so she met us there she actually drove John home and okay. then they were there packing up my bags and she helped me change because I was like shaking and like throwing up. And now if I look back, I like wish I just stayed home. Like mm-hmm. at that point I was in like active labor. You're basically, yeah. Um, and like in transition, but I was like, I have to get to the hospital. I have to get to the midwives. How far um, was it? The hospital was only 15 minutes away. Okay, that's good. Not a big that's deal. Fast. But... That it just meant there was such a frenzy around like yeah, getting home, it is seeing John, like back my midwife, my doula was there. It was just like a little crazy. So we like quick drive to the um, hospital. And yeah, there's just like some memories that really stand out. So John dropped us off at the doors, me and Rebecca. And I remember like feeling kind of cold. It was like early May. Um, when we were waiting outside and I started to shiver and as soon as I started to shiver my contractions started to really hurt and I realized like oh my body's tensing up like a lot and then they hurt and that was the first time they were like painful yeah so we just like dipped inside the doors um and it was like that much warmer and then like I was able to relax again yeah and they didn't hurt anymore which I was just like whoa wild that like I can experience that and I was like able to see that so clearly of like if I tense up it hurts if I can relax it doesn't um so yeah it was cool we got up to like triage and I met my midwife there and she like they have to do cervical exams to admit you um so she checked me and she's like you're fully like you're fully dilated (laughs) when I checked in I was like what and my my doula had just been prepping me she's like now we might get to the hospital it might be like eight more hours like you probably have a long way to go like (laughs) like she's just like trying to help me get there mentally like because we don't know yeah um meanwhile like in hindsight we were talking about she's like I was pretty sure you were farther along but like I didn't want to like I didn't want to get your hopes up right so they like throw me on a hospital bed and wheel me down the like down the hallway bumping into the walls on the way into the hospital room and I was just like what is going on like it was just such a weird experience because I was like totally able-bodied but I was suddenly being treated like a patient yeah um and because I was fully dilated and preterm I had to have like I had a transfer of care so I no longer 
was able to have my midwife like as the primary caregiver. Okay. I had no B. And she brought in a pediatric team because my baby was preterm. Okay. And they brought in students. So I honestly... so many people. I don't know how many people in the room. I, it feels like when I remember it, there was like 20 people in the room. John says it was like probably seven. <laughs> but, but still, that's like quite so a bit. Many. Yeah. Because if I think about it, I had John, Rebecca, my midwife was still there, the OB, and at least three pediatric students. Yeah. So that's like a lot of people. Yeah. Um, which was not what I was planning. I was planning on it just being me john beck and midwife yeah um and like yeah john had like music playing by my ear to help me like relax and stay calm but they like got me on my back lying in the bed and i like as a first-time mom was just going along with things and Mm -hmm. i didn't know what i now know of like huh if i had just stayed upright the baby probably would have slid right out like but i just went along with it um yeah, and then at one point, I guess, like, they were checking um, baby's heart rate and, like, his heart rate. I'm like, which baby was that? His <laughs> chest rate. Um, his heart rate dropped a little bit, so they, like, put um, an oxygen mask on me, but I'm claustrophobic. So oh, no. uh, the oxygen mask and all the people in the room, I started to, like... Why did you need a... an oxygen mask? Great question. I don't understand. They were like, oh, baby needs more oxygen, we'll put it on you. I'm like, okay. That in hindsight, again, whatever. <laughs> Um, but I had this mask on and all these people and I started to have like a panic attack. Uh, yeah. Um, so John just like quick went over to my midwife who was still there, but not like on, um, and was like, Megan's like starting to feel claustrophobic. We need to give her more space. So she made like an announcement to the room. Like if you're not like needing to be right there, please back up. So kind of everybody backed up, which was great. And I started pushing and I did like coached pushing where the midwife told me, yeah, on my back. Um, where the OB and nurses told me like when to push Um, and they're like push like you're angry and I was like I don't want to bring my baby into the world angry and I told them that and like they're like push like yeah a few different versions of mad and I was just and I was like no I'm not gonna do that um and my doula was like laughing at me and later she was just like you were just like the sweetest person just being like, Oh, I want to bring my baby into the world peacefully. I'm like, well, I do like, (laughs) that's true. The idea of like being angry, pushing him into the world did not work for me at all. Um, but I did like push when they told me to and whatever. And he came out kind of without event. Like I had very minimal tearing. Like she said, you have a minor laceration, but I'll just hold it. And like, it just like stuck back together and I was fine. Um, so it was like really smooth, like yeah, that's... for a hospital birth, it was like the best yeah. possible situation. Um, Probably where... helped that you came and you were basically giving birth. Exactly, and I I say that's like a hundred percent what it was. There was no time for interventions. Like I was supposed to get, um, oh shoot, there's an antibiotic that they give you if you are the group GBS B. yeah positive yeah so, so I GBS well I didn't have time to take the test yet it was still too early oh yeah because <laughs> um, they do it at like 37 yeah, weeks or whatever yeah that's true so they were like we'll give you the antibiotic anyways but then they didn't have time to get it into yeah, me yeah because you're like, supposed to do it it's like whatever <laughs> yeah so they were just going to do it to me while I was in labor and then there wasn't time so in so many ways it was the best because I like just skipped out of interventions there wasn't yeah. time for very many and while not all hospital births always have tons of interventions, there's a lot that do. So and it's, it's hard like, to avoid. Like, yeah. I was naive enough that I didn't... Yeah. Thing. And I was naive enough that I didn't know what things to say no to. 
Um, so I probably would have just gone along with whatever yeah. they did um, and whatever the processes were. So I'm grateful that I just like slid past that. Yeah. Um, Chester was totally fine. Like 36 in three days. Um, he was five pounds, 11 and a half ounces. So okay. this tiny little baby. Yeah, a little small. So sweet. Um, but he was like, he breathes on his own, like latched straight away never had to be separated from me so they didn't okay so they dismissed the peds team like right away okay they didn't need them which i was so grateful did for did they put him on you right away yep yeah nice. um yeah just this like gooey purple like <laughs> mess but he was just so cute and Aww. like i just remember staying up that because he was so he was born at 1205 okay. in the morning um so the first sign that i was in labor was at 905 um yeah when my water broke right so and he was fast. born three hours later yeah so this a, it was a fast active labor but a crazy long yeah beginning labor yeah like whatever Confusing. you call it it's hard to categorize <laughs> yeah um your labor lasted a month <laughs> yeah oh. oh yeah um but yeah he was great he was healthy um we ended up going back to the hospital on day three for like um uv ultra like uv phototherapy um because he was jaundiced um turns out he had like a tongue tie and wasn't like properly latching um did your so i get all rough from that thankfully it was okay Okay. it was sore but it wasn't horrible and i got referred to somebody that like revised the tongue tie pretty quick like and then he latched like beautifully okay like instantly from then on well i shouldn't say from then on um, he was able to latch then, but I was do because I like totally lost my confidence in breastfeeding at that point. I was pumping, so I'd okay. like I'd nurse him and then I would pump and then I would bottle feed. Um, and I was just, like okay. doing a loop because you're trying to get him to, to top him up. Oh, wait, so wait. I really wanted to like be able to establish that he was like getting milk from me and like we had a latch. But for the first six weeks, I was pumping okay. like almost exclusively except to try to nurse him and then at six weeks he had been gaining and my midwives like looked at his latch they're like you could probably just like only do that so I just like cold turkey quit the pump okay um and then he nursed for 13 months so nice that was I was so grateful for that but yeah the first six weeks were really tough and I just like I didn't do any research about breastfeeding I just knew I wanted to breastfeed and then I didn't know how to do it so it was yeah. a really rocky like learning curve for me um I'm glad you didn't have too much pain though. Yeah, like. thankfully. Yeah. Well, and I think part of that was like I pumped a lot. <laughs> so I like That's avoided true. a lot of that. Yeah. Um, and then his mouth was bigger and it was okay. But yeah, he was like just a really chill baby right from the beginning. Like slept well. He was sleeping through the night at like four months. Nice. And I was just like, what is this? Like just a very <laughs> easy baby in general. Um <laughs> Which John and I were like, well, if all our babies could be like this, we'd have a million. Um, but there's no way to guarantee that. Yeah. yeah. How was how was like the for begin like the right after the postpartum right um, after experience? It was okay. I, so I had to stay in the hospital for 36 hours because okay. he was preterm. Um, which like by the 30 30th hour, I was like clawing the walls ready to go like I there was no reason for me to stay I was able to walk I like because I had no tearing it was fine I had like the first night 
I guess at like 4 a.m. I stood up to go pee and I like released a massive clot, like the size of a baseball, which was like startling. I didn't know what to do with that. And then it's just because I didn't pee soon enough after birth. Like, oh, they made you pee right away? No. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. So, anyway. Usually they have you pee. Yeah. I literally didn't stand up to go pee until four hours after having him. So, no wonder. Yeah. I, and again, it's one of those things like I didn't know, so I wasn't taking responsibility for that. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I could have, but also nobody told but, me. No. So it was two sides. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the blood clot was like a little freaky. I called a nurse. She looked at it. She's like, how are you feeling? Whatever. Sat me down for a second. I was like, I feel fine. <laughs> like it was just sitting there for too long. Um, but other than that, like postpartum was pretty smooth. I remember when my milk came in, I felt like... <laughs> like insane I was just like what (laughs) is this experience I could feel like the milk flowing into my boobs and just like the heat and the like hardness was just so it's weird it's very weird but cool yeah it was cool once I like was able to engorgement yeah once I was able to manage the like what that felt like and I weeped like I or wept (laughs) I wept and wept for like the first two the emotions are really intense and I feel like almost I mean, I don't know, like, almost more with the first when you haven't experienced it at all yet. Totally. Well, and, like, the day that my milk came in was the day that we went back to the hospital for the, like, phototherapy and was day three or four, which is when your hormones, like, really go wacky and, like, it's a normal weepy, cryy day. So (laughs) it made sense that I just (laughs) cried a lot that day. Um, So that was really, like wild and I just remember having like a bit of an out-of-body experience being like why am I crying so much like I don't feel that bad but I'm just sobbing um yeah and you weren't too sore no I I honestly wasn't very sore at all nice um I remember like my stepsister came and visited and she was like how are you sitting cross-legged and I was like um I feel fine and she was like oh I felt horrible after having mine so I was grateful like yeah I was almost not sore at all did um, anything happen with your placenta? Like it, that was just all normal. My you? placenta was unremarkable. I <laughs> unremarkable. Like no, like they didn't show me it. They oh, like sad. I had really cool. I gave birth to my placenta and then it was gone. Like okay. Um. Again, there was just so many people in the room. Like yeah, and it's just a different yeah um, experience. So I didn't get to see it, which I was it like cool to see. I was bummed. Um. So that was a like high priority for my next time. I was like, I want to be able to like really see my placenta. Um. Yeah, but there was nothing like nothing to note about it. Okay, um, I've actually heard some people say, like, not anyone that I've had on, that it hurt when their placenta come out hmm. came out. But I've normally never hear that. But I have heard a couple people say now, that. Now the massage, they massage the punching of my belly that they did. Like, yes, that hurt. That was almost like my least favorite part. Absolutely, my first one. it sucked. I avoided that later. Um, <laughs> no spoilers for my third birth but um yeah it in hindsight I like would have just said no um but that was the worst part and that was part of my placenta coming out I guess as they like pushed it and then they were like you have to push a little bit and I was like okay fine I can push a little bit more um they're like this part doesn't hurt as much but then I never saw it so that was kind of disappointing yeah it shouldn't hurt I don't feel like normally it should hurt your placenta coming out yeah I'd be curious about what part hurts yeah oh I have heard though like at hospital births before they pull it out. Yeah. I just don't understand. I've witnessed it when I was, like, attending a birth as a duel. Oh, my word. And I 
You're a doula? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I didn't know that. Yeah. I feel like Amberly actually said that. Yeah. That's really cool. When yeah. did you do that? I started my training after I had my second. Okay. Um, but I, I guess I like, I attended a handful of births between my first and second. Okay. Um, and have filmed them and stuff. I don't really attend very many births right now, but. So you, but you have been a doula for births. Mm-hmm. But do you do it all the time, or you just kind of do it sometimes? I do it sometimes. It's hard with my other work because. I work seasonally and I like get booked for a wedding and then I can't take a doula client mm. for that time. Do you enjoy doing tricky. it though? <laughs> um, yeah, without getting like too into it, like I do, but I've witnessed a lot of like what I would call just straight up abuse in it. So I don't enjoy rough. that part. So yeah, that is rough. It's really hard for me you're... to say yes to certain, certain experiences um, because I don't want to witness somebody be abused and traumatized yeah that's sad so not that's really cool if you see the case it's incredible watching like my friends give birth especially like that's really cool and some of my favorite memories are like being with my friends while they give birth to their babies like it's absolutely amazing um yeah it's really oh it's the coolest thing ever that is really cool yeah so you probably have learned a lot then if you Mm -hmm. being a doula yeah that's cool yeah yeah okay well, how about the second? <laughs> okay. So, did, is it a girl you have a second? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. Did you, so did you, when did you start trying or did you start trying? Yeah, we started trying. This time we were pur- very purposeful and I knew okay. what I was doing. Um, <laughs> so, uh, we tried for three or four months before we got pregnant with Massa. Um, and we were in Spain on vacation. Um, and yeah. That's funny. We conceived her on Valentine's Day. <laughs> Um, which was just like, we're not Valentine's Day people, but I'm like, I'll remember that because it was February 14th. 14th. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what day is Valentine's yeah. Day? February 14th. Um, yeah. In Spain. So that was cool. That um, is. Yeah. Um, How long after was that? They are two and a half years apart. Okay. So whatever nice. that is. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. So Chester was like starting to speak and totally a toddler and he had like a bit of a concept of like, okay, there's a baby in my belly, like this, right. that's your little sibling. Yeah, so Chester had a bit, quite a bit of an idea of it um, and he was like, we potty trained him when I was pregnant with her. Okay. So um, yeah, that pregnancy, I had like a little bit of nausea again. at the beginning never threw up um I have to like picture myself in what house I lived in um (laughs) and again the fatigue was so real okay um like so intense that I just couldn't function like so 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 tired um that like almost didn't lift like it lifted a little bit during the second trimester but then at 20 weeks my contractions started no that's crazy <laughs> yeah how do you have that i don't know i've never heard of someone having it yeah so they weren't every day okay they were like many many days okay and they would be like eight to twelve hours of labor-like contractions mm-hmm. and my midwives were like well when i got in with the same midwives um, yeah you're the same one okay they said like well, as long as there's no other signs of labor, like, just continue on. Yeah. Um, 
And we had kind of joked about like for the second, we need to be prepared for if I have a really fast, like active labor again, what do we do? Because like yeah. between the time I knew I was in labor to having Chester was three hours. So we're like, okay, let's be prepared that there may be nobody else with me or with right. John and me um, when we have this baby. Um, so we did quite a bit of research just to make sure we were ready just in case okay. it was going to be the two of us. Um, yeah, my pregnancy kind of just carried on. I like wasn't, we were running our like our business, um, but I, so I didn't take like a mat leave or anything like okay. that. I like just shot weddings and then I guess I had her in November. So in September I took a few like we hired other people to shoot a few of the weddings um, right. because being on my feet all day in that heat that summer was like really, really intense. Okay. Um, so whenever we had like back-to-back weddings, I would only do one of them. John would do the other because I was just too tired. Um, but it just like was pretty smooth, like unremarkable. I could eat spice that pregnancy. I was so nice. happy about it. <laughs> um, I had no real aversions. What was her due date? Um, oh, I don't know her due date. Um, I guess I could figure it out. She was born November 7th and she was born at 40 and 3. So she would have been born like November, due November okay. 3rd. Okay. When was Chester due? Um, May 27th. And he okay. was born May 3rd. Okay. Yeah. So he was born three and a half weeks early. So NASA, yeah, we were ready for baby to come earlier this time. Um, because Chester was born three and a half weeks early. We're like, okay, we might have a 36 weeker. I had had a friend that had her first at 36 and three and her second at 35. So I was like, I need to be ready at 35. Like (laughs) this might be my story. Um, so we were ready early and had like backup plans on backup plans of like, if I go into labor when we're at this place, what do we do? Where do we go? Like, yeah. I, I had like a bag packed in the back of my car in case I went to labor like I did last time and had mm-hmm. to throw my underwear in the garbage because they were soaked. Like um, we were like well prepared this time. Yeah. Um, and then she didn't come. And like, yeah, it was actually really cool. Like it was yeah. really difficult for the final several weeks because I had never been that pregnant, but it was just like, okay, she's growing. She's getting bigger. Like, we're yeah. okay. Um, Did you still have contractions all this time? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Like, all the time. Um, uh, yeah. And they were, like, intense. And there were times that, like, I would just, like, be at an event. And I'd have to just, like, go find somewhere to lay down. And, like, Word. hope that they would ease up. And then they wouldn't. And then I'd just pretend I'm not having contractions. Because I didn't want to keep talking yeah, about it. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, that would be annoying. Yeah. And then I didn't want people to get all excited about me being in labor if I wasn't right so I just like could you sleep all this time thankfully they always died down when I slept that's so nice because otherwise that would be so yeah suckier even if I napped during the day they would ease enough for me to sleep okay um thankfully so I I continued to sleep okay okay Mm mm-hmm um so she was born on 40 and 3 40 weeks and 3 days um so that day, I woke up at 10 a.m. to contractions again. Like, oh, they started see. at the same time as Chester, <laughs> um, which is really weird. Like, in the same apartment, like, same room. Like, it just felt very yeah. like, reminiscent. Thankfully, I didn't have to go to work that day, so nice. it was better. Um, 
because I was self-employed by then. So I had a friend come over for the for like lunch and then the afternoon, and we were visiting and like I was having contractions the whole day. She was pregnant. She had just had her baby, okay. and I had been at her birth. Um, so like we were just in it together. So she had her little one with us, and we like we're visiting and I'm holding him and like when I hold him my baby kicks him in the back and it was just so cute but then my contractions would pick up from like the oxytocin of holding this baby so I'd be like okay you have to take him back like (laughs) um yeah it was wild um oh that was one of the coolest parts of my pregnancy that I should say is I attended my friend's birth and I knew when her contractions were starting and ending because I was having contractions with her oh my word that's crazy it was like we synced up so I could like I knew to go to her to support her through the next contraction because I was having one. That's so. It was so epic, and we (laughs) like I felt just so bonded with her. It was really intimate and really beautiful. Um, but I was really really sensitive to like oxytocin. So whether that was holding kids or feeling like extra lovey with my husband or whatever, like my contractions would pick up a lot. Okay. So, (laughs) yeah, that was just like a thing I had to be really careful of I was yeah. like I don't want to go into labor early but like also it makes it makes my day really hard if I have contractions all day so Ariana was over we were visiting in the living room and she like I think she brought food probably she always brings food she's the best um uh and we like ate and whatever and then she she pointed out at like one or two o'clock in the afternoon she's like are you okay I was like, oh, yeah, why? I was standing up and swaying through my contractions and, like, walking around the living room. And she was like, you haven't, like, you keep standing up. And I was like, oh, am I? Interesting. I was like, I guess they might be getting more intense. It's like, maybe I'll have a baby today. I don't know. So when Ariana left at, like, four, I called John, who was at his other job. And I was like, hey, just so you know, like, Ariana just pointed this out. (laughs) Um, Maybe. Maybe today's the baby day. Um, but the reason I was calling him was because we had plans with other friends that evening. Okay. And I was like, do we still have them over? Like, or I was like, I don't want to cancel them if it's not it. And it keeps not yeah, being it. I know that it would be hard to know. So we were like, well, let's just let them know that like, we could be in labor. We might have to kick you out. <laughs> <laughs> like, or you could stay for the birth. No, I'm just kidding. Well, and we're planning a home birth. So I was like <laughs> less concerned about like needing to go somewhere. Yep. Um, I was like, we'll just kick you out and then have the baby. <laughs> like, yeah. It's fine. So they ended up coming over. They brought shawarma. Um, <laughs> and like they were newly married, okay. I think. So like, and he knew nothing about birth and okay. stuff. So like they're asking me so many questions about <laughs> what I'm experiencing. And I'm just like, guys, partway through, I was like, I can't even talk to these people anymore. Yeah. I was like, I love them. But I like, I wasn't able to talk through my contractions. And I was like, hmm. I should probably call my midwife. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, so I called her, and we hired a birth photographer, so I called her at the same nice. time. Um, and I was like, uh, I don't know. My midwife's like, what do you think? Do you want me to come? And I was like, mm, no. <laughs> and I said the same. No, I didn't say the same to my birth photographer. I was like, yeah, I think you should come soon. She's like, okay, I'll wrap things up with my kids. Um, so we like finished supper with our friends and we're like guys can you just help us set up the birth pool yeah (laughs) so they like helped us set up our space and like got it filling up and then we said bye um they left at 7 15 uh (laughs) and then at like by 7 30 I was in the bathroom like 
having a contraction on the floor and I was like whoa I was like yeah. I would say this is painful <laughs> I um, would say and they they were intense and I remember leaning over the like the bathtub and just being like I think we need to call the midwives and tell them to come right now John was like okay so and I was like you just talk to her and the midwife insisted to, on talking to me so she could hear my voice through the contractions and I was like just come <laughs> I don't want to talk to you which again is a really good indication of where I was at yeah um so I like labored for a while in the bathroom and then I like went out to the living room and I had my head on the um on the couch and was on my knees um just like leaning there and John would like just bustle around like getting stuff ready while I was laboring um and like he took a couple like video shots and whatever of me laboring and I was like whoa these are so big like they were just like massive hard to contain contractions and at one point I was like "Mm, I think I'm pushing (laughs) and I like pushed out a poop on my floor oh (laughs) and I was like yeah "Uh, John can you come clean this up yeah no problem (laughs) yeah I was like this is intimacy now it's a part of labor like that happens so much totally and it was just this funny moment where I just like and I was like I need you to clean it up and thankfully we already had a toddler who had pooped on her floor many times so (laughs) that's funny it wasn't crazy actually Chester was still home we had put him to bed oh yeah and he was sleeping um we had in mind that maybe he would watch the birth but um it was just easier to put him to bed yeah because it was like he goes to bed religiously at seven so we're like you go to bed and then I can get to business um, and I remember trying to like say goodnight to him and like leading over him and having a contraction being like, oh, okay, you need to go to sleep right now. <laughs> um, yeah. So that was cool. Um, just laboring totally, basically on my own. John was around, but like not doing anything. Did you go in the tub? It was still like, had like three or six oh, inches. Oh, didn't have in. much. Okay. So we were waiting for it to fill up. Um, <laughs> Meanwhile, you're like almost. Yeah. I was like, uh, we'll see. <laughs> So at like, I think it was like 7.59 or whatever, my midwife came, just the one, um, as my midwife walked in the door, I was like, Maggie, I think I'm pushing. <laughs> she was like, okay, just hang on. I need to get some stuff set up. And I was like, well, okay. <laughs> like in my head, I'm like, ah, wait, dude. I'm not hanging on. <laughs> um, but I, it wasn't like I was trying to push. It was like the fetal ejection reflex of just like my body was doing the pushing and I was yeah. just along for the ride, mm-hmm. which was so cool. Because it was just like this full body clench and push that I couldn't control. Um, oh, and we had also planned for our moms to be there. So okay. we were going to have midwives, our moms, and a photographer. Okay. And um, we had not let our moms know at this point oh. that I was in labor. Yeah. Um unfortunately fortunately unfortunately in hindsight (laughs) I think I'm glad we were alone um so my midwife was there for a few minutes and was kind of setting stuff up she's like okay I'm just gonna check you and I was like well okay so she did a cervical exam she's like wow baby is right there I was like yeah um so at one point she was like okay I just need to check you again can you come like lay down on the couch so I like got up from my hands and knees to move onto the couch and as I did there was like a massive bulging between my legs and I was like whoa but it wasn't just like a head it was my water like the oh because they hadn't broken amniotic sac was totally intact and was like bulged like a balloon outside that's so funny coming outside and I was just like 
what is that? Like, it was just so cool to me. There was no like fear or pain or anything around it. It was just like, wow, I was like amazed. And when I really like dreamt of having a baby like on call, like still in their amniotic sac. Yeah, that's so cool. That would be cool. That'd be cool to see someone do that um, it was just it would have been really cool so I like got onto the couch um and as I was like moving my midwife like kind of helped me move my legs up onto the couch and she went to do a cervical exam as I had like a push and she pulled on my amniotic sac and broke my water oh um without my consent which was kind of frustrating to me yeah. um in hindsight, like in the moment, I was just like, whoa. Um, and my water broke, and in a single push, Probably single contraction, the baby came right shooting out. out. Um, yeah, like she was born just like that. So the midwife had been there for eight minutes from the That's time. So funny. <laughs> just And that was that. And we had like talked about John being the one to catch the baby because um, I love the idea of like first hands being mine or his. I touched the baby. He was like way over there. Like he, he wasn't. Like, well. He wasn't there yet. Um, he not way over there. He was just yeah. like on his way to like yeah, that's come so and funny. support me. And then it was like oh, okay, hi. Um, and baby came right up onto my chest, and she was great. Like totally perfect. Like little whimper, Aww. but not like a big cry. Like but her color was great. Her tone was great. It was awesome. Um, so that's NASA. We named her NASA. Did you find out the gender with her? We did. Okay. Yeah. Um, again, I opted for most tests and ultrasounds for that pregnancy. Yeah. And then my placenta, what, oh, then my midwife was like, oh, because your labor was so fast, I need to give you this like uh, oxytocin, um, pitocin Is that injection. that butt shot? Um, yeah, in the leg, um, which I had already told her I didn't want. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she was like, because your labor is fast, we got to do it. And just did it and I was like oh okay um which I was pretty disappointed in um, yeah why did she have to do it just well your labor was to fast. her my labor was fast to me my labor yeah you're... was not that fast because no. I had been laboring all day yeah um and it was it's just a preventative and a, like a scared like we yeah. do that so that you don't bleed too much um although it does it's just so funny my midwives didn't even talk to me about doing that yeah both times did you have it no no like they didn't even mention yeah doing it so yeah and i i don't know why like it happened for both my two um and i have other friends that have given birth in the practice and the same thing has happened i know i know i've heard that but it was funny because i was like what is that because i just didn't even get offered that because i was like yeah well and like there's now studies that like tie that to um postpartum depression and anxiety really and stuff um and i had like quite a bit of anxiety and like I would say that's when like postpartum with NASA is when my anxiety really picked up um so part of me is like was it that like it's so hard to know but it's hard to know it's just frustrating if it's something that you didn't want like yeah yeah. that I didn't consent it's like it could be necessary in certain cases but but there were actually no indications that it was no um because every like we all felt great like right from the start (laughs) so yeah yeah my placenta was born um, pretty soon after, and that's when we called our moms to be like, "Hey, <laughs> the placenta is born." <laughs> um, and John and I were like, "Sorry." <laughs> so they came, okay. Um, and actually, John's dad also came because they were together, um, like out at a show. Um, 
And that was really nice. My my birth photographer missed the birth. She got oh. there a couple minutes after the baby was <laughs> You're born. Like, oh well. I was really disappointed about that. That is kind of sad. Um, because I was really like hoping to get like laboring photos and stuff yeah. with John because I missed that with Chester's birth. Yeah. Um, but it was really nice to just not have very many people there. That like, yeah. I realized after I was like, wow, that was wonderful to be pretty much laboring on my yeah, own for like a good chunk of time. Um. Did they show? Did she show you the placenta? I got to see the placenta this time and like really take my time with it, which was cool. I was grateful for that, and I kept my placenta. Okay. Um, for what a bit. What did you do with it? Uh, I don't even know if I should say. Um, because I was gonna like plant it, but I didn't have a yard. Oh. <laughs> so I like put it in my freezer for a bit, and then like on a day that the garbage went out, I put it down the garbage chute of my apartment building. <laughs> All right. It's like really unceremonious. What would happen if you plant it? Nothing. Nothing. Did anything happen? No, no, no. <laughs> Suddenly I'm thinking like, it's like... It, but it's really good for like soil. And yeah, that's what I was wondering if it's good for the soil and stuff. Yeah. Not that it would grow up. No, yeah, it grows a baby <laughs> actually. <laughs> no, but I, I like that idea, but it just didn't make sense. Would you um, have ever like eaten it? At that, that point I wouldn't have. But, okay. Uh, again, spoilers for the third <laughs> birth. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was cool to just be able to experience that and like... She latched right away. We never had any nursing issues at That's all. Nice. Like, yeah, we she breastfed for almost three years, one month shy oh, of wow. three years, and it was beautiful the whole time. Like, just such a gift to me. Um, and like towards the end, she was only nursing once yeah, a day or whatever. But it was just like end, but... it was so special. Um, and she was. Oh, yeah, how much did she weigh? Oh, um, six fourteen. Okay. Um, yeah, six pounds, 14 ounces. And she was born at 40 and three. So, yeah. like, I just have little babies. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not that big. Yeah. Um, but she was perfectly healthy. Um, something I was not prepared for that time is the afterbirth contractions. Um, oh, okay. Interesting. Did you experience that with your second? Okay. What do you mean? Apparently, like- they get worse. Um, you know how your placent- your uterus needs to continue con- right. contraction contracting to go back down to size. Uh-huh. Um, oh, the after like your postpartum, like when you have like so um, like the contractions pain after to or yeah after pain. Okay, so after you're contractions. Yep. I was thinking um, of something else, but yeah, yeah. So usually they last two or three days mm-hmm. for a second, third, fourth, fifth. They get more intense. I have heard um, that, and. I was not ready for how incredibly intense they would be okay, after having NASA. I did not um, notice it more. Good. <laughs> um, but like maybe be prepared this time because if uh, you don't want to get yeah, caught by surprise, like they yeah. they were worse than my labor contractions. Oh my word! Um, like absolutely excruciating. <gasps> Part of it was because I couldn't move the same way because I'm like nursing my baby and they would come on. Do you take um, drugs for it? Like. Tylenol or Advil, but like, yeah, that's all. Like, I took, but but that stuff does that help with labor contractions? Not really, right? Like, that's true. <laughs> so I did learn that like CBD oil, um, okay, and there's certain herbs that can really really help. Help. There's a tincture called After Ease that okay. can really help. Um, but I learned all that after. So yeah. at eight days postpartum, I was having those contractions no. still, and at one point I was in the bathroom trying to just pee and I was like screaming with pain like unbelievably painful and there's a massive snowstorm outside 
but I went to the doctor because I was like, we don't know what this is. I yeah. talked to my midwives and my midwives were like, I have not heard of somebody having this, this oh like long and intense. You should probably go check and see if there's anything retained. Um, like if there was a part of my oh, placenta retained or anything. Okay. And I went and like, thankfully a doctor stayed like a little bit later and like, he just like palpated my uterus and like asked me questions and was like, honestly, I think you're just like acutely aware of your uterus. And I was like, great. Wow. <laughs> I just so feel nice. my uterus more than most people. That's interesting. It hurts so bad. Oh no. But then they pa- basically passed after that. I think once okay. I had like a logical understanding of it, I was okay with it. Okay. So yeah, that was way better. Oh, that's crazy though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it was intense. So... <laughs> Uh, yeah and then like my postpartum with NASA like I had a whole lot of life changes happen okay so I ended up developing postpartum anxiety okay um that was like pretty debilitating by the time she was like nine months old um and I developed a bunch of food sensitivities <sighs> just so out of the blue one not day not a fun postpartum no so that was really difficult and I yeah that's that very difficult really forced me to like consider what it would look like if I were to have another baby okay yeah did um so you would say for that nine months you had bad postpartum anxiety and then it went away after that no no I it it hit its peak at nine months okay um yeah and then I've been dealing with it ever since oh really okay mm-hmm. yeah and like I would say I have like a handle on it but I still have okay. moments that are really really intense even four years later Oh, yeah. That's rough. So when you say anxiety, do you just mean like you will suddenly get really anxious about something? Yeah, like really anxious, physically ill, out of anxiety and panic attacks. Okay. Yeah. And thankfully I've like, I have had an amazing therapist that she's like, she's like, call it postpartum anxiety or anxiety. It's like, it's anxiety and it's something that you deal with. Um. And I'm grateful I've, like, got some really good tools under my belt now that, like, I can manage it. Um, And John has been, like, an incredibly supportive partner. Um, I've been able to manage it just, like, using, like, cognitive behavioral therapy, which is, like, retraining your brain. Um, And I have not had to, like, use any medications. Okay. um, Which I'm really grateful for. That's nice. Uh, That's generally my preference is to avoid that kind of thing. When did you start therapy? Um, when she was nine months old, when it okay. hit its peak, I was just like, "Oh, I need help." Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. We had a session that, like, with one of our couples, and I just like had a panic attack at the top of the stairs, and I was like, "I can't go. I can't do. I can't leave the kids. Like, I must be here." Um, and John and I were just we looked at each other later, and we're like, oh, "Okay, gotta get this sorted." Yep. Because it's too much. Um. Yeah. That was okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for tests that you said you opted to do, do you mean like the doing like the um, I can't even call recall what it's called the gestational diabetes like you did yeah. all those tests? I did gestational diabetes. Okay. I did all of the screenings like okay. any blood test or urine test they offered. I did ultrasounds like the dating one and the checking um, for... the anatomy one. Right. Um, and then actually with NASA, I also did a cervical ultrasound towards the end to just see how everything was doing. So that like to assess if I was going to go into preterm labor again. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah. So now, so then what happened for, 
When did you decide to start trying or did mm-hmm. you not decide? Yeah, so when NASA was like uh, 12, 14, 16 months old, okay. we decided to start trying again. Okay. Um, and we tried for a few months and then paused for like our wedding season so that we okay. probably wouldn't have a baby <laughs> in the middle of our wedding season. Yeah. And then I got pregnant in September of 2019, 2020? September 2020. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, I got pregnant September 2020 and again, like was sick and <laughs> all of that, like, and so tired. Um, but similar. Like just pregnancy. like my other pregnancies. Okay. Um, very little differences. I craved frozen blueberries like I did with my other pregnancies. That's so funny. Um, frozen blueberries. Yeah, it was wild. Did uh, um, anything with COVID affect anything for you? I decided to go with my midwives again for that pregnancy. Okay. Um, I never saw them in person. Okay. So I think normally I would have gone in at like eight weeks or something or 12 weeks. Um, we just did like a phone call here okay. and there. Um, that was all. Well, I guess because of that, because of COVID um, and just like things I had learned since then, I decided not to do the dating ultrasound. Okay. Because I knew the day I conceived the baby. So I was like, I don't it's need a really dating ultrasound. Necessary. I don't want to go and do an ultrasound on my own. Um, I had had a, like, yeah, I just didn't want to do that, like, on my own. Since okay. my partner couldn't be there, I would have had to go totally on my own. Like, yeah with COVID and I was just like, I'm not interested. So I didn't do the eight or 10 week dating ultrasound. Okay. Um, so there was nothing really to do. It was just like carry on with my pregnancy. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm just trying to like, what milestones are there? Um, <laughs> and then I can just go into it if you want. Okay. Yep. Um, when I was 12 weeks, I, um, started, I woke up one morning with, with bleeding and I just like right away was like, Oh no. And I know you can bleed early pregnancy. Yeah. Um, and it'd be okay. But I had had like some feelings of like, Hmm, I wonder about this pregnancy. And I had gone down like the mental pathway of like, what if we lose this baby? Um, I don't know why. Like, mm. I part of me wonders if it's, like, the Holy Spirit was preparing me and just, like, yeah, um, yeah just, like, confirming that, they, like, Jesus would be with me even if I went through that. Yeah. Um, so I wasn't, like, caught by surprise. Okay. I think I just knew it was a possibility, and I kind of, like, okay. So I started bleeding, and I called my midwives, and they're like, okay, we can get you an ultrasound to assess and see how things are going. Okay. Um. So I went for an ultrasound that day or the next day and I had to go on my own. Um, that's, that's really sad. It was horrible. And I had been bleeding. Like yeah. I kept bleeding. So by the time I got to the ultrasound, I was like, okay, I'm pretty sure I'm losing this baby. I had been having like cramps and contractions. Okay. Um, and I was like, pretty sure, but let's see. Yeah. And then I got to the ultrasound and the technician was so insensitive no joking um and just like oh, why didn't you get an ultrasound earlier and oh, i was like word. oh well like i opted not to for good reasons i'm not going to explain myself to you um <laughs> and then she was like really rough with the cervical ultrasound and like oh, my word um and then i was like can i see any pictures like could you print if there's anything to print can i see it and she was like i have to get permission um and she like kind of huffed off to another room 
And that was like a bit of an indication of like, mm. and I looked at the screen and I was like, this baby's not at the point. Like I could tell the fetus wasn't at the point of development that they should have been. So was it a missed um, or Technically. Like okay. basically the, um, the baby had stopped growing at eight and a half weeks. Okay. Um, and I was now 12 weeks. So, right. um, yeah, I'd been, and now my body was releasing the pregnancy. So mm-hmm. I opted to not do anything. I wanted just, to just see what would happen. Cause I was okay. like, I'm already bleeding. I'm already cramping. I don't want to go and get a DNC yeah. or whatever. Um, I feel like it just feels more invasive. Yeah. And I, you do it yourself. I really felt like my body was already doing the work. Yeah. Um, and I had this just like trust that like I wasn't alone, like that God was with me and yeah. that like this baby has been with me and this is like, we have to just process this together. Yeah. So two days after I started bleeding in the evening, I like started getting lots of contractions and John okay. and I were watching a movie and like partway through I was like we have to turn this off and I was like swaying and moving and I could time my contractions although it didn't really bother um and then like I had to push and yeah, like, so like a full I gave birth to labor. this tiny tiny little embryo like Aww. just so little um and yeah I hadn't ever heard of somebody like having a miscarriage and like giving birth like oh really I I had understood like you like I'd heard of people like bleeding into the toilet or going for a DNC but I hadn't heard of like the labor and birth experience um as much unless it was like later yeah but at 12 weeks I hadn't heard of that so I felt very like isolated and alone and just like a, a bunch of my friends and family knew what was going on but it was just like I hadn't experienced this before and we wrapped our little fetus up in the toilet paper and flushed them down the toilet because it was the middle of winter and we didn't know what else to do. Yeah, it is hard to know what to do. And that it feels just, so sad. Though. It was so sad. And I actually regret that. I wish I had like just tucked them into the freezer and then like buried them in the summer or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it was just such a surreal experience of just like saying goodbye to this like baby that had been with me for like three months and that we had been dreaming of for so long at that point. Yeah. Because it was, like, by then it was, like, nine months, uh, like, from the time we had started trying with our gap of pausing. Um, Yeah, and it just, like, it was such a surreal experience, and I didn't really know how to heal after that. Like, Mm -hmm. I just kind of jumped back into life and, like... But everything came out all right, like, you didn't Totally fine. Okay. Um, I bled for a few days. We did, like, blood tests to make sure my HCG levels were going down. I did get one more ultrasound. Okay. To confirm that all the tissues were gone. Right. I specifically requested not the person from before. I heard. Um, yeah, I wouldn't want the person from before either. Yeah. In hindsight, like, I think I didn't necessarily need to do the ultrasound. Like, everything was pretty clearly going yeah. well. Um, but it... It's good to make sure sometimes, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I I think I did it for the sake of my midwives rather than myself, but whatever. Like, it was, it turns out, it turned out being okay. Um, But yeah, we named that baby River, um, Mm -hmm. and we talked to the kids about it because they knew I was pregnant, and they knew, like, that we were going to have a baby, and then they knew the baby died, and we talked about that a lot, and it's just like, yeah, I didn't it's really weird like being close to death like that like and having death be actually a part of my body like inside my body 
yeah, it was just really wild. Um, but also I felt so much peace through the whole experience okay. of like really well supported by my family and my community. I took a lot of time to just like process and journal and like I dried all of the flowers from bouquets that people gave me and I saved those Aww. and like yeah, I just like really sat in that postpartum. Yeah. Um was like it felt weird to be postpartum so much earlier than I anticipated did you have any soreness or like anything no thankfully I did bleed quite a bit um and my sister and I went skiing we went on a ski trip like three and a half weeks after I I lost the baby um because I had been feeling fine and I bled like crazy that trip like but then it turned out that was my first period too so it was like this weird overlap um yeah like the most I've ever bled I was freaky but thankfully like my sister is pretty chill she doesn't have any kids but she's like (laughs) she was in this with me and like so supportive um so yeah that was that was my third I call it my third birth like yeah and and it was just it was such a beautiful beautiful like evening and experience of just going slow and like John and I like experiencing it and like I actually feel like I have memories with that baby Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, like, is really cool to me. Yeah. No, it is. Um, because, yeah, otherwise they they were just this, like, idea. But yeah. actually I had physical memories of them. So, yeah. 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 Did you feel like your anxiety got worse after that or? Mm-mm. Didn't? Okay. No, I actually felt, like, pretty chilled out. Okay. <laughs> like, um there were times in my next pregnancy that I was pretty anxious okay um just like to process stuff and just like oh what if this happens to me again yeah for sure but no I I don't think that actually triggered anything for me thankfully okay that's Mm -hmm. good yeah okay so then for your third how long after so did you wait a while to start trying or were you I wanted to to try pretty much right away okay so we lost River in February, and we conceived Cosmo in June. So like three or four months. Okay. Um, and yeah, so uh, like it was it was cool. Like we we had been trying. It was like two or three cycles that like we had been trying. I never ever pictured that I would have my pregnancy overlap with what my other pregnancy would have been. So right. Okay. River would have been due in August and I got pregnant in June and I felt really guilty for like moving Aww. on from that baby so quickly. It's like how I felt. Um, yeah, that was a, a strange thing to process and it was the beginning of wedding season. So I like was pregnant and in my first trimester shooting weddings in like 30 degree heat, like fun, 40 degree heat. It was insane. Same pregnancy again though? Um, yeah, pretty calm. Um, I tend to minimize the fatigue I experienced. Like, I slept whenever I could. Yeah. John takes over all household okay. duties, most parenting, and all cooking when I'm You're pregnant. You're just so tired. I'm so tired. Okay. Um, and it is increasingly more so every time. That so. is just <laughs> not nice it's not all. nice like I wasn't sick so I don't feel like I can complain but I was no but so s- tired. still the tiredness 
really hits you too and makes things really annoying. Yeah. Like with sickness, it sucks. But if you're a bit nauseous without being like, can't keep anything down. Like that's the worst. Like if you can't right. literally keep anything down. Yeah. But like I felt like this last time less sick than I did my other times. But I feel like I was more tired and it felt really annoying with that too. <laughs> like, because at least with being a little sick, if you can still do stuff. I don't know. Yeah. It's just it kind all, of hard. It all sucks. It does all suck. <laughs> but it's worth it. It's worth it. Um, yeah. So that pregnancy, I went with midwives again. You did? At the beginning. But wait. Oh, yeah. Okay. At the beginning. So I um, got in with the same midwives. Um, but I had the sense from pretty early on that this baby might be breech. Which Interesting. is bum first. Mm-hmm. Would your midwives do breech? That Naturally? was the thing to talk about. Oh, okay. So that was actually the reason. Some midwives do, I think. Not in Ontario. Oh, not at all. Not any registered midwives in Ontario that I've. They're just not allowed to. Um, they're no longer trained in how to attend breech birth, except if it's an emergency. So I met with my midwife and I said, "What if this baby's breech?" And she said, "Oh, don't worry about it. They probably won't be." And I was like, "Uh, "What if this baby's breech? Then what?" And they were like, "Well, then we do these things." And if it doesn't work, then we do an automatic C-section. I'm like, wait, oh, just automatic C-section? Yeah, they don't, they don't attend vaginal breech births. Okay. And I was like, okay, but based on my research and my learning as a doula and like doing trainings with like organizations that like teach people how to attend breech births, I was like, it is possible, but I couldn't find a care provider that would attend a vaginal breech birth really weird i didn't actually know that that was a, th- a thing in ontario that's done yeah so because the, it definitely can you definitely can yeah absolutely just like just with with trained, proper training with it yeah so i started to like okay well if i can't like i need to find an option i was like i'm not just gonna have a cesarean for yeah uh, like for what I think is not a good reason. Yeah. So John I and I agree. started toying with the idea of like, okay, do we travel to a like a midwife or an OB or somebody who will attend a vaginal reach birth? Or do I bring somebody here? Um, or do I find another option? So I reached out to Breach Without Borders, which is like an organization that connects um, like breach certified oh, birth attendants. That's cool. They didn't couldn't find anybody in Ontario. Oh, shoot. Yeah. What about the states? Well, then I'm d- dealing with potential, like, health insurance. Oh. And I was, like, yeah. not so excited about that. Thankfully, in one of the birth groups that I'm a part of on Facebook, when I put my question out, somebody connected me with a traditional birth attendant here in Ontario. Okay. So she's not a, like, government-licensed midwife. Okay. But she is with women as they give birth outside of the medical system. Okay. Um, Interesting. Mm-hmm. I didn't actually even know that was a thing. Me neither. <laughs> so I did a little bit of research and I found this beautiful, lovely woman Aww. who's based in Kitchener. Okay. Which I was like, what? She's here? Like so this great. close. And she's been attending births for 35 years. Um, she doesn't do any of the things that are like within a midwife scope. Like she doesn't do vaginal exams. She doesn't do like administration of any drugs. So she's allowed to do what she does um allowed whatever like yeah. um but she will be with you while you have a vaginal breech birth 
Um, and help you through it because she yeah she's mm-hmm. she knows what she's doing she's a researcher and has been attending births but also like trusts the body's way of giving birth that like interventions are so seldom actually needed okay um so what about for tearing like would she not be able to no but there's up? herbal remedies and like okay. long time things that um women have been doing for millennia to deal with tearing so um oh I forgot to ask if you had tearing with your second nope Okay, nice. I didn't. Um, thankfully, I've been able to avoid that. Um, <laughs> yeah. So um, I met with this woman, and she, like, we booked a consultation with her just to, like, hey, I want to hear about what you do. Um, and she, like, basically talked me through, like, what a physiological um, birth would look like under her care. Okay. Um, and it was so different than what my other words had been to the point where I was like holy smokes this is what I've been looking for um of like no cervical exams no testing unless you choose and then you do it yourself um not using a doppler um she uses like I think it's the fetoscope with like literally just putting like um a listening device up to the baby to listen to the baby if you choose that um like no absolutely no breaking of the waters mom or dad touches the baby first um like all of these things that I was just like were on my list of things to talk to my midwives about that my midwives were like no we can't do that um delayed cord clamping meant 30 seconds for my midwives I mean like leave the cord intact until the placenta is born like okay and things that my midwives would just like dismiss and say no they couldn't do um and then she's talking about like yeah that's just the normal way we do it and I was like oh, I found it I found what I want um that makes me think of have you read Ina May yeah okay yeah that makes me think of those vibes of what she would totally do. she's less invasive even than Ina May because Ina May is still oh, like, even less yeah, yeah. oh like, what is the more invasive because Ina May does a lot of like telling you what to do and like oh, okay um, she's more just like there to really witness. instilling in you that you know Okay. And like follow your body's instincts and like, and I'll be there to support when you ask for it. Like okay. your intuition is the strongest thing. Um, yeah. So we sat in that meeting, and, but then she also posed this idea of like, now you could just do it yourselves. And John and I were like, oh, and I was like, oh, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I feel comfortable with that. And I remember John saying at one point, like he he thought it was so irresponsible for somebody to not have like a trained person there to attend a birth. I remember him saying that at one point about a story we had heard. So I was like, nope, not an option. So we had this awesome consultation and I basically from there was like, I'm not going back to my midwives. Like, um, I'm gonna, would you have had to pay for this lady though? Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. Um, yep. Uh, absolutely worth it to me. Like her rate is expensive. Like, yes, but like I had never paid for any births and like we're not used to paying for medical systems right like right. in Ontario so compared to any births in the states not expensive at all how much is it if I um I don't I don't know what her prices are right now or whatever okay. but um for like her full prenatal attending birth postpartum care it was going to be like three to four thousand dollars okay um which is like the price of a doula like yeah no I was gonna say that's not that insane if it didn't scare me you're like Um, paying for a doula which a lot of people do yeah um 
But when we got in the car, John was like, I think we should do it ourselves. Oh. And I was like, what? That's so funny. <laughs> right out. Um, and he said, like, one, I think, like, you know what you need to know. Um, and we can actually do consultations with her um, in order to, like, be educated and know the yeah. things that we would, like, ask any questions. Um, and he's like, if you don't do it on your own this time, you're going to want to have another baby just to show that <laughs> he's you like, can. I don't want to have another baby. <laughs> well, like, maybe that was part of it. But he knew that, like, if I didn't have the full experience, like, you want, yeah, I would want it. Okay. Um, and... And that, like, I probably wouldn't jump there unless he was willing to. So at 23 weeks, I think, I called my midwives and said I don't no longer need their care. Um, and I... What do they say then? Do they say anything? They're just like... <laughs> they called and they were like, uh, like, is everything okay? I was like, yeah, it's great. <laughs> Thank you. And I didn't give them, like, a full reason. Okay. Because I didn't want to lecture yeah. I, they had lectured me a few times through my pregnancy when I had asked to like not do the glu- glucose test or not do a dating ultrasound. Um, really? Yeah. They lectured you? Like I got a couple lectures that I was oh, just like... Oh, interesting. I didn't feel really supported in my decision making. Um, so I was just like, yeah, that's I kind think... Of, that's annoying. Yeah. And that's I annoying. had experienced the like overstepping of like pulling on my, my bag of waters when I had my daughter and like then giving me the Pitocin. Yeah. That I was like... Even if I ask you not to do something, you might still do it. So I didn't have this, like, trust. Trust, yeah, that's... So you didn't love them. I loved her as a person. Okay, okay, I okay. didn't like her care and okay. the system that she had to, like, work within. Yeah. So... Midwives can definitely range as well. Well, and sure. there's the Ontario, like, Midwives Association or whatever it is. Like, they, they need to do certain things in order yeah. to stay registered. So, yeah. like, it's not even necessarily their fault. Yeah. Like... They can be the loveliest, sweetest people yeah. in the world, but if you have to do something in order to keep your job, you have to do it. Yeah. No, I get that makes sense. So instead, I just opted to not have somebody with their Were own you scared agenda. Scared about it at all? I had to unpack a lot of stuff because um, that would scare me. I think. I, yeah, I was actually most scared of just like what other people would think. Oh, um, interesting. We kept it pretty much to ourselves. I told a handful of friends. Yeah. Um, a small handful. Um, <laughs> And then just like a couple family members, um, because I didn't want I didn't want other people's fears in my head. Um, I had to really really That's guard fair. that. Um, but there were things I was afraid of. It was like, what if something? What if the baby is just born dead? Like, I I know people who have experienced that. Like, what do I do? Um, what if they need resuscitation? Like, and I had to go down those routes of like, what would I do if any of these happen things happen? And we had contingency plans. Like, if my labor stalls, what do I do? What if, like, I have excessive bleeding, what do I do? And for me, the way I deal with my fear and my anxiety is by, like, figuring out what to do. So do you just research a, a whole bunch of stuff? To- I researched a lot. I consulted with this, with this traditional birth attendant. Um, and I prayed a lot. <laughs> and I just, like, trusted that, like women have been giving birth forever and even if something goes wrong I'm quite close to hospitals like yeah I was gonna say I still can get care if I would be one thing maybe if you were like really far away that it would be more scary in a way and like birth is not a medical event it's a biological event right like and that was something I really had to unpack is like this is not 
it's not an emergency it's not a it's not a medical event like it's a baby coming out like a poo yep. comes out like mm-hmm. it, it's more beautiful than a poo but like it is a system <laughs> that our ba- like our bodies are designed oh, yeah. to do um yep so and like learning about how to support my body in its physiology and not get in the way was everything so not lying on my da- like lying down on my back not having force pushing not breaking the waters not having cervical exams like all of the, those things lend themselves towards having a physiological birth the way God intended our bodies to give birth. So the force push it, pushing really gets me. <sighs> Same. Mm. Same. <laughs> yeah. So it was just like such a radical experience and I felt okay. so badass to be like, I'm going to give birth on my own in my own house. And like, I decided I didn't want anybody here. So it was going to be John. And then I hired one of my really good friends to be a photographer and that to was get it. your pictures. Okay, to get my pictures. Yeah, your pictures were so cool. Oh, they're so beautiful. I'm so happy with them. Um, so we just did that. I like we made so much food for the freezer, like to po- <laughs> prep for postpartum. Yeah. Um, we like had plans on plans on plans for where the big kids would go when I go into labor, um, and then like a plan for them to be away from us for the first week so that we could just like adjust with this baby and totally heal and then the kids can come and be with us and I was really able to like plan for postpartum and plan for like just a true integration of the baby um into our lives and it was like did you not have it the other time what what do you what do you mean like with NASA did you not really have that I thought I planned for it and in hindsight I rushed myself through my postpartum okay I just wanted to like be up on my feet and be one of the moms that people are like, oh my God, you just had a baby. You look so good. <laughs> like, and I just like hurried myself along. And at five weeks we drove to Florida with her, right? Like we rushed it and I was like, I'm not rushing anything. Like yeah. Cosmo is our only change that's going to happen this time. Um, yep. We planned our work. So we were able to take almost three full months off of like no work at all. That's so nice. Um, like both of us, <laughs> which was pretty epic. Um, and I just like was able to work out my fears and like prepare. Um, it was really, really cool. Yeah. I don't know if there's anything else to report about this pregnancy. (laughs) Did you, you, so you didn't do any tests this time? You said? I actually, I shouldn't, I should correct myself. I did a dating ultrasound before I left the midwives. Okay. Um, which I did with so much hesitance. Um, hesitancy um, because of my last pregnancy and like my horrible ultrasound Um, and I learned more about like the potential um, harms of ultrasound and like what benefits they actually offer which are maybe not so many Um, so I did opt to do it just and I was like can you just give me the shortest ultrasound to show me that this baby has a heartbeat yeah Um, so I was in there for like less than five minutes okay (laughs) it was amazing Um, and then I sobbed in the car I was like they're alive they're doing good um but you didn't do the other no one didn't do anything so you didn't find out the gender didn't find out the gender we decided we wanted to wait um we had a boy and a girl already so and I like had wanted to have a surprise at some point so we decided to um and that was really cool so we always called him baby like (laughs) oh baby's moving yeah just um, called baby and he like we oh that was another cool thing is I was able to identify his position like I knew exactly what position he was in most of the time 
and John and I would like play with my belly and like <laughs> figure out exactly where baby was and like at one point a couple points John was able to feel the baby's heartbeat like just through my belly like we got so like in tune with That's each other cool. it was really really cool and like I knew where baby was what they were doing their rhythms like on a busy day when I wasn't like paying close attention to like their movements I would just sit down and say like let me know you're okay and then I just get like taps on my hand from the baby just yeah so cute it was really really beautiful and that helped ease a lot of my anxiety because I know like that's something people would be afraid of with like a wild pregnancy is like um how do I know if my baby's okay like yeah or how do I know if something's wrong and I just like really trusted that like my intuition my body and the baby would let me know if something was up um and there were just so many times where I was like really affirmed that like everything's okay there's a lot of trust anyway even if you are going and hearing the heartbeat and stuff. yeah even if you get a test like that doesn't say what it's going to be in the next couple minutes right like yeah. i know things it's change yeah god and yeah it's such so. a it's such a like it's such a massive faith exercise pregnancy is yeah. and parenting like all <laughs> of it did you have an ink like did you have a feeling about gender? gender not a clue okay not a clue <laughs> did you like what do you i forgot to ask this but i was wondering if you had like feeling what rivers gender was i didn't okay um i didn't now i i feel like cosmo and river are kind of the same um now that i've met cosmo like i don't know how to describe it other than just like i feel like this is the same baby that was trying to get to us um I don't know how that fits like spiritually with like my my like theological beliefs. But, yeah, like, I don't know. Um, but I just really feel like he's familiar. Like he's yeah. been he's been around a lot longer than just like the year that he's been here and the nine months before that. Like, yeah. So I don't know. It's hard to say. Um, yeah. So my contractions this time started <laughs> at sixteen weeks. No. <laughs> Help! How do you have this? Uh, yeah. So that was that intense. That is so crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just constantly in what felt like labor. Um, and that was really annoying. That is so annoying. Um, and yeah, so I just like learned to deal with it. Like, yeah, you have to. Yep. I'm what having to do. I remember vividly the first time I started getting them because I was at a wedding and I had been on my feet all day and I was like, no, not now. I'm not oh getting contractions. Word. Like, and I, it was such a hot day and I was just so uncomfortable. Um, I was very grumpy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So they started early again, but like, I just knew this time, like, I will keep a close eye on if things are progressing. Yeah. And if they do, I will just stay home and have a baby. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't this, like, I need to call anybody. I wanted no. to call my photographer, but that was yep. it. Yeah. Um, so we'll just have a baby. So um, there were several times where I was like, ah, maybe. But then um, I basically went into labor on February 24th. Um in the afternoon. Okay. Um, and, and when I was his due date supposed to be? Like, I guess you wouldn't really know. But... Well, I like I knew, but I yeah, did, I never committed it to memory. I told everybody baby will come sometime in March. Okay. Um, so February twenty fourth, I went into labor. So um, was he early? Technically. Okay. A little bit. 
Less than a week, I think. Yeah. Um, well, this was technically less than a week. So I went, <laughs> yeah, started having contractions that were like way more intense and progressing. And like uh, by the afternoon, I was like, yeah, okay, this is probably it. Like mm-hmm. I'm having to move, I'm having to breathe, I'm having to meditate through them. Right. Um, so we called our photographer, Julie, and she came. Um, and I called one of my friends and she came and took the kids, um, which was actually the same friend that was with me the day I went into labor with Nasser. <laughs> um, so she came and took the kids and I labored and I got in the pool a couple times in and out. They were so like big, but I was like loving it because I was able to labor with John and like okay. he and I were just having this like really like lovely connecting time of like snuggling and like just giggling together. <laughs> and it was really, really special. And I, my other two births felt so rushed by the time I knew I was in labor. Yeah. But this was like slow and calm and lovely. Um, and around like 7 p.m. I got out of the tub and I like started to shake and like... I hate the shivers. Oh, and like the it's transition so kind of shivers, like yeah. shakes that are so out of control. And I had like this massive contraction in front of my mirror with my like glowy light right in front of me. And I just remember <laughs> like being like, wow, like it was so big and it was like a pushing contraction. And I was like, dang, this is awesome. And I laughed and like, I was just like in such a like cool flow. Um, and I had like three big contractions like that. And John went and got me food. Cause I was like, I'm hungry. Like, let's eat whatever before I like get into the, like this baby coming out. And then everything slowed down. Interesting. You're not a thought that friend. Like that slowed down. And I like pulled out my meditations and I sat on the birth ball and I like kept having like little contractions, but they just like eased off. Like, okay. Eased off. Um, by eight 30, I was like, um, What? Was that frustrating? It was weird. Because I was like... Yeah. I had had no other signs of labor. Like, just yeah. really intense contractions. Yeah. No mucus plug, no bleeding. Like, nothing. That's true. That would... Yeah. Um, but I was pushing. Like... Yeah. Like, my body was pushing. I wasn't even trying. So That's I was like, so interesting. What? Um, so we ended up, like, sending Julie out of the room just to be like, maybe privacy will help. Like, and we okay. just, like, made out and, like... <laughs> tried to see if like oxytocin would get things going <laughs> and it didn't and I was just like I think I just need to go to sleep and see if this picks up again yeah so Julie went home yeah and I went to sleep and I slept 12 hours that night oh a beautiful sleep <laughs> my kids were gone and I woke up in the morning we had That's a big so breakfast nice. and my kids were still gone and no contractions came and then the next two came oh my word <laughs> That's so weird. It was four days before I went back into labor. That is really crazy. Did you not have your kids the whole time? Uh, they came home um, that the next afternoon. Okay. Um, and then we're like, I guess we'll just continue on. And yeah. I like tried to build a puzzle and like, <laughs> thankfully we didn't have any work to do. So I was yeah, that's like, it. <laughs> puzzling and reading and watching things and like, yeah, reading with the Pretty kids. Chill. And it was fine, but it was just very strange. Yeah, that would be very strange. And. It was the first moment where I was like so grateful I didn't have anyone else attending my birth because if I had been with midwives, they probably would have been like, oh, let's break your water and like hurry things along or like an intervention probably would have happened. Yeah. And instead I 
just got to wait and baby kept moving and like I could tell he was fine Mm -hmm. um and I was just like I guess we need some more time so we just like chilled um until like the night of February 28th slash March 1st okay so I like at 2 a.m woke up and I was like oh I woke up to contractions which doesn't normally happen to me okay and I was like, okay, interesting. That's all that's happened to me, so yeah. I'm used to that. Amazing. <laughs> that would be clear. That would be wonderful. Yeah. But, like, even when I have, like, the pre-labor contractions, I don't usually wake up to them. Yeah, right? yeah. So I, yeah, I woke up to these contractions, and I was like, okay. Um, but I was trying not to get too excited because I had already had a day of labor that I was like, maybe this isn't it, and I don't want to get yeah. ahead of myself. So I think by Four, by 6 a.m. I had been laboring and they were getting a bit more intense and I was just like laying in bed like with my like massive pregnancy pillow and just like really working through the contractions I hadn't slept. I was okay. like working through them. I dozed between them. Yep. And then um, we called Julie at like 6 or 7 a.m. Um, and she came. Just so like somebody's on. Um, yeah, Julie came and she like got some photos, whatever. Um, I kind of think we sent her home again by like 8.30 because I was like, it's kind of progressing slowly. Like you can go home. We'll call you again later in the afternoon because she has two kids and we're like, go use your kids, nurse your baby because she had a like newish baby. Um, and then like, we'll call you as things pick up again. Um, because it's going slow. Yeah. But it was going. Um, I just yeah. didn't want, like, I was feeling kind of pressured by having another person around waiting on me. Yeah. So I was like, it's okay. You go. We'll keep going with this. And I had, like, birth affirmations that I was just listening to on repeat that were, like, specifically for free birthing people, like, that don't have midwives. So talking okay. a lot about, like, I'm wise. I know what's going on with my baby. <laughs> like, it was beautiful. Um, and I had, like, a birth playlist, and I was just listening to those and had gone in the pool like once we refilled it (laughs) um we had left it set up but we refilled (laughs) it and that was lovely we were set up in my bedroom um and then I got out of the pool and like labored in bed in my bathroom and I just like remember by um like late morning time is like a vortex like this birth because I was we weren't tracking it the same way it was just us um, and it was longer, but by mid morning, I remember being in the bathroom and just like clawing at the walls, like so intense. And just like, I, I had to stand, I had to squat. Like I kept pulling my leg up onto the counter and like okay. being a really deep lunge. Um, <laughs> and like leaning forward, leaning back. And I just like felt like I really needed to wiggle the baby around. Like they weren't in the best position. Mm. Um, and there was just like so much movement. Um, I knew baby was head down. I okay. had figured that out. So I think the breach conversation was just like a way for me to like depart from the okay. system. Because I knew the baby was head down. Um, and yeah, I was just like really needing to move a lot and like shift. And I could like feel, I could feel him like kind of sticky in a couple spots, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was wild. Um, and I just remember like, um, at one point I think I like stood up on top of the toilet cause it was just like so intense. Like, <laughs> like I was just like all position. over the place. It was wild. 
Um, and then, yeah, Julie came back um, around noonish, and I got back in the pool. Um, and by the time I got back in the pool, I don't know if the water helped me or not, because I hated the water. Like, really? Hated it by then. That's so funny. And I was like flailing, like flopping around. <laughs> My other births, I seemed so chill. This one, I was like not chill because okay. it was just like it was so big. Like, yes, it was Intense. painful, but it was mostly just like this massive mountain of an experience that I needed to like somehow like contain. It's um, like you can describe contractions as painful, but they're also like not at the same time. Do you know what I'm saying? Totally. It's like, like a weird. It's a weird. It. Thing I don't to think describe. they need to be painful. I think no, they, they're more like I think they are intense. It's like it's like intense. a muscle pain. Intense is a good way to describe it. Mainly. Yeah. Although this, yeah, it's at times painful. Yeah. At yeah. Um, oh, at one point I had three little drops of blood come out, and I was like, <laughs> "Yes, I'm in labor. Three little Something's drops. gonna come." Because I, at that point, I still hadn't lost my mucus plug. My oh, water true. Broken, and I was like, "Am I gonna just like go at this again?" So, yeah, I had three little drops of blood. And I was like, great, we're doing it. Um, and I, when I got in the water, I kept like flailing around. I got water in my ears and like, I was so angry yeah. and like trying to stay under the water to stay cold, like warm, but then also oh, no. like not wanting to be under the water and just like, <laughs> I was so mean. And John was just like the best like holding space Aww. for me. He was just like, you've got this, you wanted this. And I'm just like, why do I want to help people do this? And I'm just like, <laughs> so angry that's so funny um yeah it was wild um and then at one point I like went on my hands and knees and I felt a pop again up in my upper die uh abdomen and I watched like my amniotic sac swirl <laughs> around in the tub because oh I was like like on my hands and knees looking down and I just like saw this swirl of like pink tinge and like other colored like yep. tissue and um a little bit of blood and I was just like whoa and it was just this moment of like like almost the base dropping of just like a settling of like whoa and <laughs> um yeah it was so cool and I had a little bit of a pause then <laughs> um and like could finally catch my breath between the contractions and then the next one came and it was like here we go yeah because after your water breaks usually it's more it was intense. big so yeah, so then um, it was only like, I think it was about five minutes later he was born. Wow. Um, and he came out um, on my hands and knees. Um, like, I was on my hands and knees, and he came out. And based on the photos, this is also a weird thing about not having anyone attending my birth. Based on the photos, I actually think he had one hand up by his face. Um, which mean like indicates why it was so much more difficult for me. Like oh. there was just that much more to get out. Like when their hands by their face, like yeah. it's a wider diameter. Um, and luckily you would already have given birth before. Yeah, so. and like I just knew to like go in whatever position my body needed to go in. Because um, I had that with Finn, but that caused me to tear. Right. Because his it made it wider, and it was my first time. I don't yeah, know. that just made me tear. Yeah. So. Well, and like. I had so much time for things yep. to really like open up. So I yeah. think that was part of it too. Um, and what I realized, like based on the positions, I think actually part of like he was stuck on my pelvic inlet at one point, okay. like stuck, um, like a little sticky there. And that's why I was moving into the positions I was intuitively um, to like help jiggle him down. Yeah. Which is really cool. 
So he like came out <laughs> out of the water with his hands like up into the air. Um, <laughs> it was so cute. And Aww. I just like picked him up and put him on my chest and um, like held him and he like didn't even make a big cry, but I just like knew he was good. Like yep. his color was good. He was yeah. reacting to me like he didn't need to cry. Then he did a few minutes, like a minute or two later. Yep. Um, and we just like held him and John cried. Like Aww. I didn't, but and my husband does not cry oh. <laughs> at all. Um, but he cried. He was just like, that was so much work. <laughs> Which you're like for you. Well, for him it was because he's not used to like having to hold space for me like that. Like oh. I'm usually pretty good for like handling okay, myself. I see. And yeah. it was hours and hours of him needing to be like, you chose this. You got this. You want oh, this. Oh, I like, see. So I, just coaching like, you. Okay. Yeah. And he was just like, okay, now I actually can be myself again. Like, Aww. and and like have needs himself um which I just thought was really sweet and like probably five or ten minutes after we had him like we just were like snuggled up in the pool John was on the outside of the pool I was on the inside um I was we realized like oh oh I went to move his like umbilical cord because it was kind of wrapped around his foot and I went to move it and I was like oh it's a boy I forgot to check I didn't even think about that we looked at each other we're like oh okay (laughs) nice which was cool, and we had his name picked out, and we we're like, "It's Cosmo." It's really sweet. Aww. Um, and then yeah, like he was just absolutely lovely. We wrapped him in a towel. I sat in the tub for a while until my butt started to hurt. And then I was like, "Meh, I should move." And I like got up and went and climbed into bed for a minute and sat there for a little bit. And then I was like, "I'm gonna pee." When I went to the bathroom to go pee, I took a bowl with me just in oh, case for my placenta was yeah, like... born. He was still attached to. The to the placenta yeah. um and as soon as I like squatted over the toilet I was like oh, here it comes. yeah and it just like plopped right out um and which was just like really cool and also felt like just so epic to be like <laughs> yeah I just did that I caught myself I knew it was coming um so then I went and snuggled back into bed he was born at like 205 208 um snuggled back into bed got him to latch um we kind of wiped ourselves down a little bit because there was like, yeah like yeah. there was blood whatever um I took like ate a couple dates took a couple of my like afterbirth tinctures that I had had prepared um and then it was like kind of close to my kids coming home from school by the time we got settled Chester was coming home from school and NASA was coming home with the person who was watching her to like pick up Chester and yeah like, actually let's just introduce them so oh yeah might as well it was really sweet because Chester got off the bus and he came in and said to John right away John met him at the door he's like dad I really want something special to happen today and John was like oh really like what Chester was like uh like maybe baby could be born today (laughs) and John was like do you want to meet your baby brother and Chester was like what (laughs) that's so cute it was just really sweet that he like wanted it and that was the day that it happened so they came up and like timidly met him and they were like so careful and quiet around us because John was like please be careful around your mom like she's gonna be sore and whatever and baby's really tender um and Cosmo was still attached to his like placenta um so that was like sitting there the kids got to see that they saw the birth pool with like all the floaties in it (laughs) and stuff they're like what is that (laughs) um and we just talked to them about like yeah it's blood but it's lifeblood like nobody's yeah. hurt it's okay um and then we as a family um burned the umbilical cord to separate Cosmo from okay. his like placenta 
which was just really cool. It was cool, like ceremonious um, <laughs> and really like special, all snuggled up in bed. Although we got impatient and then we finally just snipped it because it takes a really long time. Oh, to really? <laughs> like it, it, we were there for like 10, 15 minutes. You're and like... still not burned all the way through. And I was like, I'm done. <laughs> Cold and I'm like, let's move on. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was really cool. Um, and then the kids just like went and spent the rest of the evening with my mom who was okay. here downstairs. Nice. Um, and then the next morning they went to her cottage with her. So we were able to just like be. It's us. so nice. I had that too with like um, when I had my second. Yeah. And just had a whole week of. Even though it's yeah. like you miss your kids, but. But it's, it's so nice it's really to bond good to have that baby. space. Yeah. Yeah, it was really special for us. Um, and That's like, so nice. And we FaceTime the kids every day to yeah. just like touch base and stuff. And um, yeah, it was really cool. Um, a couple of days after he was born, he was crying the one morning and I was like, oh my goodness, he has a tongue tie. Like I could see it. So I had hired a postpartum doula. Okay. And she was over and I was like, Jess, do you know any, like how I can get a tongue tie revised? Because now I don't have a midwife, right? Like, right. And I'm like, he doesn't have a health card because like he doesn't exist in the medical system at this point. Oh yeah, so how does that work? I had to apply for it and do all the paperwork, okay, but okay. later okay. Um, we weren't quite ready for that. So I ended up being able to find somebody through my, midf- through my doula um, that would revise the tongue tie and then just like take the health card once I had the number later. Okay. So we got that revised um, on day three, and that was great. After that, he totally was able to latch. Um, I had to deal with, like, a bit of, like, the milk came in the same day his, he had his tie. So that meant I was, like, massively engorged and had to, okay. like, deal with, like, hot packs and cold packs and pumping and all of that to just, like, really manage it. Thankfully, I had gone through it before. Yeah. So I wasn't, like, surprised. It still was so much work. And like okay. difficult, but not as burdensome. You know, okay. like the first time it just felt like terrible and scary mm-hmm. and whatever. This time yeah. it's like, okay, this is hard, but we can do it. Like yeah. I know what I'm doing. And then yeah, he we did all his weighing. He weighed yeah, the exact same as his sister, six oh, okay. fourteen. <laughs> um yeah, we have done all his measurements and stuff and he's just grown absolutely perfectly, like that's I said great. to John just the other day, he's one. He still feels like my like part of my body. Like he still feels like a part of me. You're still nursing him, right? Yeah, nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> like he would nurse all the time um, and does. Yeah, and it's just like this has been the most integrated postpartum, where like he was the only thing that changed this time. Like we went from being a family of five, four to a family of five. Like no other life circumstances changed, so I was able to really integrate it. Like smoothly did you feel very um, sore or that no. pretty good um my tailbone was really sore oh um okay I don't know why but like the first few days it was like very painful um I we have amazing chiropractors oh nice so on day three he came and adjusted me in my house nice and adjusted Cosmo um so That's they great. I got two home adjustments in the first week um, which as soon as I had my chiropractic adjustment, my tailbone stopped hurting. Nice. So that was really How long was helpful. your postpartum doula with you? I had her come once a week for four or six weeks. So she just checks up on you? Yeah, and, and she would come for three-hour chunks okay. and help with whatever I wanted help with. 
That's so nice. she would do laundry. She would hang out with the kids. She would help with meal prep. That is really um, nice. She would hold Cosmo while I showered. Um, yeah, it was awesome. Like ten out of ten, recommend. Um, I kind of I had hired somebody else, and she bailed on me in the last like month. Why? <laughs> um, I don't know. She Weird. just was no longer available. So then I found Jess like last minute, like a week before I had Cosmo, okay. and she was the best like that's so great absolutely the best so yeah I was really grateful for that I would if I could have a baby the same way like again I would do it <laughs> like but we'll see so you definitely say that was your favorite your best birth experience it was my hardest by far okay, my hardest but, okay um like it was a full like the most work okay the most intense I hated it in the moment whereas my other ones I was like I love this this is awesome oh <laughs> as I was giving birth that's funny um but it was everything I had hoped for like I really like wanted, that's what you would do again I yeah did it. I wanted a long labor that's funny yeah I know it's weird but after having two what felt like very rushed labors I just wanted something that I could like know what I was doing and okay. be able to have time to like process it and I did. I had days. <laughs> days and days. Mm-hmm. Days and days. That's a really cool experience, though. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I would do it again. And That's I really would cool. support anyone through it because it was epic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I will ever do it, but it sounds really cool for totally. other well, people. I'm I- not going to, like, tell them, like, you can't do that. Well, you and know? if you have amazing support... Right, like that's the thing is like I believe that we should have support and you should have autonomy. So whatever yeah. that looks like, I wasn't able to get the autonomy that I needed through my midwives. So right. I got it somewhere else, and I had yeah. amazing support. Um, and I felt really empowered in that. And like, yeah, that's really cool. And that would be my my prayer and my hope for all women that give birth is like that you have the support you need and the autonomy yeah. you need. So whatever that looks like, it can look a million different ways. Yeah, for sure. So. No, that's really true. Yeah. So cool. Thanks for letting me share. No, thanks for no, sharing. That was, that was really cool. I've never had someone come on that had done a free birth before. In fact, I know, like, no one. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anyone. <laughs> I don't think I know anyone. No, I didn't. Um, Do you know someone now? Do you know anyone? Only through Is... social media. Okay. No, nobody in person. I've, I know people who the midwives didn't make it, and they had one with them. Yeah. Like, I just had a girl on that like one time and with her second it was so fast and then they didn't even come until like after it happened right yeah I have a couple friends that that has happened to um but the like intentionally doing it yes I um, don't think I know I don't really intentionally though there's more and more all the time and I have a few friends that if they have another baby they'll be doing it okay which is pretty cool um so we'll see let's see what that looks like (laughs) that's cool so do you just to end off, do you have any advice? Oh gosh, that you would give? <laughs> like yes, a lot. Um, but like maybe your main piece of advice that you would give to someone? Uh, yeah, I think my biggest piece of advice would be like kind of that what I just said about like autonomy and support. Yeah, is like your body is so wise and created so like perfectly to do this. Yep. Um, and even with complications and stuff like. It is still wise. That doesn't mean it's not. Yeah. Um, and finding the support that you need um, is so, so important. But also, like, 
not just going along with the flow of whatever like another system or somebody says you should do like our intuition is really like whether you call it intuition or the holy spirit or your instinct or whatever like it is probably the most important thing to tune into in order to like one be pregnant two give birth and three be a mother like yeah um so practicing tuning into that intuition um and then building your support um and prioritizing autonomy is just like everything yeah it's huge yeah yep (laughs) (laughs) that's good (laughs) yeah okay well thank you for coming on sorry it's so long no how long was it i don't know i didn't look we'll see you later (laughs) thank you for listening to another episode of beauty of birth podcast goodbye theme song brought to you by my husband joel pennings playing on the bass guitar and myself playing the electric piano